You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 132. And we're only as good a coach as we are self-aware. So if we have anything in our way, it's going to come up, of course, inevitably with our clients. So, you know, an expert coach, a masterful coach, because we don't avoid uh, conflict, we use the conflict to create more intimacy. And what I mean by that is we use everything that shows up in coaching as an opportunity to create more trust in order to empower the client relationship, which empowers the client. What I have experienced is when we navigate, I call them navigating difficult conversations. When we lean into conflict and navigate those difficult conversations, go through the fire together. So it gets hot right? It gets hot. This is not comfortable. This is not, and we've made comfort so important in this world. If it's uncomfortable, it's avoid. And conflict, let's face it, is uncomfortable. So this is where you really have to have a lot of courage as a coach and masterful coaches are courageous. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, star coaches, and welcome back to another episode of the Star Coach Show, where we explore strategies, tools, and resources each and every week for professional coaches. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. I am always so excited to have you join us. I'm eager to share this week's show with you. We have such a powerful interview with Master Certified Coach Annie Gelfand about how acknowledging and leaning into conflict actually strengthens trust and intimacy in the coaching partnership. It was just exciting to be with her and talk about those things and explore her mastery. Annie is the host of the Essence of Mastery Summit, which is actually sponsoring this episode today. Now, as you know, or hopefully you know, because certainly I am so invested in helping you keep up your credential and learn and grow as a coach in a way that is meaningful to you. I love connecting you with stellar opportunities for continuing education. I frequently get calls or emails from coaches who are sort of in that panic state of realizing that their credential is going to expire and that they don't have the necessary continuing education yet to renew their credential. So we're going to do a quick learning here every three years. If you're an ICF certified coach, you are on a cycle to re-credential. When you credential, that's not forever. That's on a three-year process and then it expires. In order to re-credential, you need 40 hours of continuing education. 
And within that 40 hours, you have a minimum of 26 that have to be core competency focused. Sort of call those the gold nuggets of continuing education. So when I get these panicked calls and emails from coaches who are realizing that they're coming up on their recredential and they don't have their core competency credentials yet, or they don't have any of their continuing education yet, what ends up happening is they pay a bunch and sometimes get training that's meaningful to them, but sometimes they just get whatever's available at a high price to be able to meet those requirements. What I'm going to propose to you is that you plan out your recredentialing and you get stellar continuing education credits. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what the Essence of Mastery Summit provides. So Annie has pulled 14 masterful coaches together and is providing this summit that will give you core competency credits with these masterful coaches who are bringing their A game, who are talking about so many juicy coaching competency elements from their perspective. And I know that these coaches are top grade because I've had the honor of interviewing no less than eight out of the 14. And I know you all love them because they are some of my top rated shows. Guests like Cynthia Lloyd-Darst and Georgina Woodstra. And as you're going to hear today, Annie Gelfand. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put the links to the shows of the coaches that I have interviewed in the show notes so you can see Who is at this summit? One more piece of information about the summit before we get into our show today is that I was blown away at the price that Annie is offering the 17 core competency, those gold nugget continuing education credits beginning today. So if you're listening to this show in live time, beginning May 1st, Tickets are going on sale at an outrageous early bird price. You can actually get 17 of those gold continuing education credits for $147. And you have an entire year to complete the training to be able to claim those 17 continuing education credits. So just a word from somebody who has been there and has helped people get through it plan your continuing education credits out. And when you have a deal like this, where you can get 17 out of those 26 required core competency credits at a price this low, I'm going to encourage you to plan them out. And this is a deal you might very well want to take advantage of. I will have a link for the summit in the show notes and on the resource page at starcoachshow.com. Now, if you want a taste of some of the mastery that is going to come through in the summit, then stay tuned and let's go to our interview with Annie Gilfin. Now, Annie is going to talk to us about the concept of how we can lean into conflict and that that actually creates a space for trust and intimacy with our clients. Annie has handouts for this 
topic, and I will put a link for how you can access those handouts also in the show notes and on the resource page. Annie has been coaching individuals, teams, and relationships to make radical changes since 1997. She's been in her own business for over four decades. She's the founder of her company, Radical Wisdom. She holds a Master's of Business Administration and is a certified professional coactive coach, as well as an MCC coach. She is a pioneer in so many different things that she's done in her life. Just spending one-on-one time with Annie is absolutely awe-inspiring. And we today visit around this topic. And I also had the privilege of being her interviewer for the summit, where she talked about silence being a coaching superpower. It's just such good information. I can't wait to share this interview with you. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go to my interview with Master Certified Coach, Annie Gelfin. Good morning, Annie. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am thrilled that you are able to spend time with us today. Thank you, Meg. I'm so thrilled. And thank you so much for inviting me to be here with you today. You are such a phenomenal interviewer. Well, you're such a phenomenal coach. This is a treat for the audience. And I want you all to know that I met Annie about a month ago, and I feel like I've known her my entire life. She is an absolute inspiration and gift to us all. So just put on your seatbelts and be ready for a fabulous learning experience. Today, Annie and I are going to talk about leaning into conflict and how that relates to trust and intimacy with our clients. I think that that whole concept around conflict is something that sometimes people try to avoid or move away from. Yet, as a true coach partner, we need to be able to step into that space with our clients. And Annie's going to help us do that. So Annie, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, and especially in this day and age, you know, it's one of the reasons that we created the Essence of Mastery Summit in the first place was there were several reasons, but one of them in particular is that the first and foremost was obviously to raise the bar for coaching mastery skills. There was that. And in addition to that, I have a really big stake in the ground for changing the nature of conversations on this planet. And I feel that coaches can really model what a healthy, true partnership in a conversation that is respectful and honoring, and actually in a way that has really, we need to do better as a planet. I watch every day people having conversations, jumping to conclusions, into assumptions, suffering because of this. And you know, the four agreements, I'm sure you've heard. of. Oh, I've done a show about the four agreements. And I'll put that in the link. One of my all time favorite books. Oh, yeah, it's so powerful. So what does he say? Never go to conclusion, never do assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, in coaching, it's probably one of the areas and in the world in general, that's the area where we tend to get into trouble the most. So you have a conversation with someone and let's make it specific to coaching since that's the arena we're talking in. So we're in a coaching conversation and as coach, we're asking a question and our client says something. Now this is as an assessor and a PCC and MCC assessor, I watch this all the time and this really differentiates the difference between a PCC and an MCC. 
Mm-hmm. So the client says many, many, many things as they often do as they come to us for change. So they're offering us a whole buffet of choices to, to go to. And so as coach at a PCC level, a lot of them pick. So they've offered 10 things, 10 items on the buffet table and coach picks three. So you mentioned la 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 and la 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 and la la la, which one do you want to talk about? Or would you like to talk about this one? Or Why don't we start with this one? Yeah. Yeah. And that's directive. Well, and it's sort of choosing for the client, out of, and that might not be where their spirit lies. It might not be where their energy flow is. It might not be what their priority is. Well, and it also could be a problem-solving thing. You know, coaching isn't about a problem. We are not problems to be solved. Actually, Molly Gordon shared that, and she heard it from another coach in our interview for the summit. And I love that. Human beings are not problems to be solved. So when we pick something for our client, then automatically it goes to a problem, like this needs to be solved. In fact, what we found is when we do an expert establishing the coaching agreement, we usually find out what they bring is usually deeper than that. So avoiding assumptions and conclusions is a huge one. And that gets us into trouble because we can also get triggered when we get into conclusions and assumptions. And this is also what happens. You know, even with our neighbors, our neighbors do something. They park partially on our shared driveway, let's say. Automatically, how many people go, I can't believe they did that, la, la, la. And all of a sudden, you're living in the reality of your thoughts. And that's not really very fun. Right. So what we find in, at a masterful level of coaching is that when we're willing to, I call it, I use a tool called slow time down. Slow time down. I literally take a trigger So it happens, this happens all the time. So let me give you an example. Yeah, let's talk about what triggers might be. Yeah. And just remind me to come back around if I don't. Okay. So an example, and my client will, I'm sure she'll be listening to this and she'll recognize the situation. So she was a new client at the time. And I think we were into our third session. And we were getting on Zoom and her audio wasn't working. And I had just gotten off a call. My audio had been fine. So right away I said, I think it's on your side because I just got off a call and I'm fine. And I was fine. Well, because, you know, we're pretty intuitive as coaches, I immediately sensed a change in the field. (laughs) You know, like it was a shift in energy and it got really heavy. And so right away I used that tool, slow time down. I said, okay, stop. Something just changed for you. Would it be okay with you if we just take a look at this? And so out came an outpouring of grief mixed with old limiting beliefs, mixed with old triggers, mixed with old hijacked situations, mixed with blah, 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 which is one of the reasons why I always say a masterful coach does n- never avoids conflict. We assume that conflict is something that is a problem. We think that disagreeing with each other is a problem. It makes that person an enemy. And that's what we're watching all over the world today, is if we don't agree with each other, suddenly they're the other. Mm -hmm. Instead of finding a way to find each other right, or just agreeing to disagree and not making it mean anything. So... yeah, let's let's kind of slow down for just a second because you shared so much great information there and sort of odds were up against in the world and that conflict has been sort of deemed not okay or it's us against them or me against you. 
And as coaches, we have that responsibility to step into the space and have it be okay. Have it be something that we explore. You talked about triggers and our clients can get triggered, but the other piece in that is that we as the coach can get triggered. So first of all, Annie, how would you even want the audience to think about how to tune in to whether or not we've been triggered? What are some of the things that we might want to increase our awareness about so that we can step into that space better as a coach partner? So many wonderful, juicy questions in there. Let me see. I know. Did I stack or what? (laughs) That's okay. I love them. This is one of my favorite topics, actually. It's such an important one these days. Well, the first piece, as you all already know, being an experienced coach and trainer yourself, uh, is self-management. And we're only as good a coach as we are self-aware. So if we have anything in our way, it's going to come up, of course, inevitably with our clients. So, you know, an expert coach, a masterful coach, because we don't avoid uh, conflict, we use the conflict to create more intimacy. And what I mean by that is we use everything that shows up in coaching as an opportunity to create more trust in order to empower the client relationship, which empowers the client. So the more, like what I have experienced is when we navigate, I call them navigating difficult conversations. When we lean into conflict and navigate those difficult conversations, go through the fire together. So it gets hot right? It gets hot. This is not comfortable. This is not, and we've met, made comfort so important in this world. If it's uncomfortable, it's avoid. And conflict, let's face it, is uncomfortable. So th- this is where you really have to have a lot of courage as a coach and masterful coaches are courageous. And that's our risk. That's our vulnerability. So in that instance, when I was bringing up that example, mm-hmm. notice that she was feeling something I didn't assume what it was. That's a difference, again, between PCC and MCC. And MCC asks, I noticed a change, a shift. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And that's when she poured out everything. And so I said, I am so grateful that you trusted our relationship enough to look at this. Would you be willing to really, really stretch this out? And let's have a look, because I am guessing that this might be an area that shows up in other parts of your life. Would you agree to that? And she said, oh my God, absolutely. It does show up. It gets in my way all over the place. And the other piece that made a difference was, and this was what really changed the energy. I owned the possibility that maybe the audio was flubbed on my side because I went right away to, oh, it can't be me. And that triggered her. That was trigger. So she taught me about herself when she did that. She taught me who she is. She taught me what some of her limiting beliefs are. So as coaches, we have to be willing to learn from our clients. We have to have them teach us who they are and we meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. And we never make them wrong. Never, never, because they're coming with a lifetime of wrong. They're coming with a lifetime of scars and limiting beliefs and places they get stuck. Our job is to get completely out of our own way, completely self-manage. And this is why I use that stretching time down piece because, and I call it, this is our scientist moment. We throw on our little, you know, reading glasses. We take out our clipboards. We put on our white science jackets and we go, okay, we stand by side by side and we're looking together at the instance at what was the the trigger. Let's have a look what just happened. Let's slow time down and take it apart 
and look at what it is. And here, as we go into observation, and mm -hmm. you and I talked about this in our interview on silence, which was my topic, Silence the Coaching Superpower for the Summit. By the way, Meg interviewed me for that, and she did such an expert job. I want you all to know, again, she's such a wonderful interviewer. But that piece of being able to step into observation, you cannot be in observation and judgment at the, at same, the same time. time. Right? Yeah. That's the piece that's so brilliant about someone who has a lot of experience meditating. Anyone who has been a meditator is experienced at separating themselves from their thoughts. Thoughts is just an energy field. It's, doesn't, it's not a reality. So when you know these things, when you work on these skills, and listen, guys, you know, this isn't something you develop overnight. This is time, patience, practice. I've been doing, I've been a coach now for 21 years. Mm -hmm. and I've been a meditator for 45 years. So this takes time and I still work at it. We use disagreement to generate trust. We apply the skills and the tools that we learn as coaches to deal with it openly, transparently, and say things like, I got a little trigger too. I'm so glad you said that. Thank you for sharing that with me. Would it be okay for us to look there and use this as an opportunity for to break open something that might have been limiting you? And that language and the tone and all of those things is what makes it okay to look. Oh, so powerful. I want to circle back to something you said earlier, because I just had this sense of all these ears perking up. When you talked about that our clients are already coming with being told that they're wrong, or, you know, all these experiences that they've had, that we don't want to repeat in coaching. One of the things that perked up for me is I could hear people saying, well, it sounds like she's talking more about therapy than coaching. And I just want our audience to hear that coaching clients have their baggage too. Baggage doesn't equal therapy. Our clients are going to come as whole beings. And if your mindset is, well, anything that is not perfect is not coaching. That's not, so I'm wondering if you could kind of expand upon that a little bit in that our coaching clients need us to meet them where they're at as well. That doesn't mean therapy. I love that you've asked that, Meg. I think it was Laura Whitworth who said, just because your client's having an emotion doesn't mean they need therapy. Yes. And I can say that as a therapist, that that is, is very, very true, but I hear it repeatedly, and I just wanted you to reinforce that. Well, the other piece, too, is that emotions are windows into things. So, you know, Eckhart Tolle did a beautiful quote in one of his classes, and let me see if I can get it somewhat accurate. So what happens is, I don't know what starts, whether it's thoughts or emotions, and I, I don't have that expertise to say, but I do know that thoughts create emotions. Yes, they do. And then, right? And then we give that energy. We give that emotion energy, which then creates more thoughts, that creates more emotions, that creates more thoughts, that creates more emotions, and then we're in this whirlwind, this typhoon, this hurricane of incredible, like we're just bleh, like everywhere, right? We're, we're out and so that's a hijack. We call that an emotional hijack. Peter Gerlach, who's one of my brilliant mentors for inner family systems, he was a mentor of mine for a year. Inner family systems is a way of turning up the volume on all of those parts in, that talk to us and vote on our actions and thoughts mm -hmm. and things that we're doing in our lives. 
you know, the other thing he said is you cannot hear when your emotions are over your ears. And so to have people hear that again, you cannot hear when your emotions are over your ears. It's so true. It just becomes a fog. Yeah. I, again, I'm not sure if it's Arnie Mandel or Daniel Goleman. One of those brilliant men have talks all about, I guess it would be Daniel Goleman and emotional intelligence because it's an emotional hijack that's happening essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens is something triggers us. We get into hijack, the amygdala part of the brain. And again, I'm not an expert on brains or central you know, nervous system. But it's an amygdala hijack. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then we are in our primitive fight or flight. We are like, get out of the way or fight, you know, and that's kind of what happened in that situation with my client was she was, she was escaping. She was like leaving, like I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I, I called her back into the fire with me and I said, wait, let's walk through this fire. Let's lean into conflict. That's why I call it lean into conflict. We don't get to walk away from each other, guys. It, it doesn't matter who we are. But, you know, look, I'm not talking about situations where you're in danger. Right. <laughs> okay, let's just be clear. Right. I'm talking about dealing with healthy adults. Mm-hmm. And so when something gets triggered, if it's our spouse, if it's our coaching client, if it's our neighbor, a cashier, you know, our first job is to try to Mm self-manage. But at the very, very least, if we are in front of somebody who is triggered and we see they are having a hard time self-managing, there are things that we can do to help. So one of them in that slowing time down is to just name what's going on. And that's what I did with my client. I said, Mm -hmm. something's changed. Would you be willing to look at it? So you get her permission. Is that okay? And if it hadn't been okay, that's another piece for an expert coach or a masterful coach is that's okay. If it's not the right time for you, you will let me know. Or will you let me know when that time is right for you? Well, and just the, the power right there in naming it, and giving them permission, so you're empowering them, whether they go there or not, just being courageous enough to step in that space is a shifter, even if the client chooses not to go there. And that goes along with step over nothing in coaching, because when something shows up, everything is an opportunity for creating trust. everything. And so when we slow time down, we name it, we explore with them. And now we're in the fire where it's hot, let's face it. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that is so much more trust and intimacy. Once we have successfully navigated that bridge, Mm -hmm. what changes on the other side of it is stellar. And, you know, the other piece is to, as you take that step back, Test your assumptions. Don't go into them as true. How many things do you think you walk around with that's running your thought process, that's creating those emotions, that's running your thought process, that crazy wheel, mm-hmm. and now you're living with all of the stress hormones that are flooding and coursing through your, blood, your body, creating that fight or flight impact. How many of those are assumptions and how many of them are real? And my would venture to guess the majority are assumptions. Well, I would venture to agree with you. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, there was such a cute episode of Friends. I'm such a Friends fan. Oh, I Friends was it. such a great show. <laughs> it's one of the few shows that I can actually watch 25 times and never get tired. I still laugh. I'm such a funny fan of them. But there was one particular episode that I enjoyed so much where Chandler and Monica had had a fight. 
And they were pretty new in their relationship. And so right away, Chandler jumped to the assumption they were breaking up. And they had been, I think he had had his stuff over at her place because they were, you know, he had left his toothbrush or whatever was there. And they had their fight. And so he went back to the apartment and he goes into the bathroom and he starts packing up his stuff. <laughs> and so Monica says, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I'm taking my stuff out. I, you know, I thought we were breaking up. And Monica said, it was a fight, Chandler. You deal with it and you move on. It's nothing to freak out about. Welcome to an adult relationship. Aren't writers awesome sometimes? The words <laughs> that they give their characters. What a life lesson, huh? Yeah, truly. Yeah. So you talked about some specific things that we can do when we, we're triggered or our client is triggered. And one of those is naming it, just stepping into it, naming it, and then allowing the client to decide what to do with that. Exactly. Realizing, so another piece of that is that adult conversations have conflict sometimes, and to increase our awareness of whether we're in a place of assumption or what's the evidence kind of thing. Is it assumption or is it fact? Well, and, and that's the partnership. Yes. Sorry, you were going to ask me something. No, that's okay. What else about the partnership? Well, so, you know, that, that is really how we demonstrate it. Because in that slowing time down, again, we're standing side by side and we're willing to take a look at what is going on. Because what is going on here is definitely a microcosm for the macrocosm. And what I mean by that is, I don't know about your experiences in the world, but I know for me, and as I look around in the world, as I listen to the news, as I watch TV programs or whatever is going on outside, there aren't that many healthy conversations. Well, and, and not only that, but that really there's book plots. I mean, so many things are built on assumption. I think that they just become normalized, that, that there's assumptions in politics and there's assumptions in books, novels, and in TV shows and in movies. How many of the plots are created around a place of one person making an assumption that is miscommunication? Well, and, you know, that is always a power over relationship too. And that is, you know, look, a new earth that Eckhart Tolle is talking about is we're doing things differently. As coaches, we are hoping to model this new earth in a sense of what a healthy relationship really is. And so what that means is, well, this is not a power struggle. This is not I win, you lose, you win, I lose. This is we both win. Let's find that way to do that. And that is so possible. Absolutely. So it's also opening up the possibility, right? Because how many of us might be in that place without realizing it that we didn't think it was possible? I think most of us, you know, I think most of us walk around being really, we wouldn't know a healthy relationship if it fell on our head. One of the things that we want to be sure that we cover today is your three steps to navigating difficult conversations. So, I think that people do really well with steps and sort of thinking it through in that sort of linear fashion. Or So what would your three steps to navigating difficult conversations look like? So we've talked about number one, name it. 
Step number one is be willing to name the elephant in the room. If you're feeling squirrely, if you're noticing that something is awry, and I think part of our work as coaches is also to differentiate, the, you know, to make the difference between intuition and assumption. Really, the difference is we don't assume. We ask. We ask our client. And that's it. That's the bottom line there. Step two is take a step back and test your assumptions. So, you know, you're noticing the shift in the energy. You're naming it. And then you're asking, so here's what I'm noticing I think might be going on. Is that even true? Or if not that, what is going on? Or even more masterfully asking it is, what's going on? Just like that. Step three is the willingness to be vulnerable. So by my saying, hey, I, you know what? It could have come from my side and I'm really sorry because I just kind of, you know, sometimes things come out of our mouths before we're aware of it and that creates damage. But I'm always of the mindset that, I, there's really very little I can't clean up if I've made a mess. As long as we're both motivated to have that relationship work, that is key. If you, one of you is checked out, it's not going to work. Super and important. so there's something called, Arnie Mandel called it a repair bid. And Say that a, again, a repair bid? A repair bid. Okay. And what that looks like is something's going on and that other partner is willing to name it and saying, hey, come back to me don't go away, stay with me. I care about you and I really want this to work. Can we talk about this? Now, if the other person is so hijacked, they need space, respect that. If they need to take care of themselves, they need to take care of themselves. If on the other hand, they're still able to hear you, in other words, their emotions aren't over their ears and they can be with you, then we do what's called deep democracy, which is everybody gets to be right. And there's always something true if even only two percent there's always something true okay I so step that. one is name it step two mm-hmm. is take a step back test the assumptions ask questions and number three is being willing to be vulnerable be willing to be wrong use deep democracy find the other right be honest say what's true for you without making the other wrong take responsibility for what you notice about you which is where assumptions can insert themselves too. Well, you were doing la 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 is accusatory, which will create defensiveness. Whereas I'm feeling really defensive myself and I'm really noticing this and I really want to get over this. Can you help me? Imagine the impact and the difference of that. Well, and I just, as you were speaking, it just so clear to me how all of these things and how we lean into conflict and does create that space for intimacy and trust. It's also modeling for our clients how to do so in a way that kind of creates safety for them. And that safety is what empowers them to take more risk, which is where they are willing to stretch and play bigger than they've ever played. You know, if I had to point to anything that all of my clients have in common, is they're all playing on a much bigger stage than they could have ever imagined because of the risk they're willing to take because of what we're doing together in coaching. And it's brilliant. Anything else that you want to be sure that we touch on as we lean into conflict, as we think about the way that we can hold that space in that coaching relationship? And as I know that the audience is just kind of eating all this information up. I don't know how much time we have left, Meg. So I think really the most important message I want people or listeners to really take away is just notice 
our, our tendency is to go outwards and to take our sense of self from the reflection of the world. And then we have one of two reactions. We're either making them wrong or we're making ourselves wrong. So depending on which way you, you lean, I have always in my past gone to making myself wrong. What, what do I need to change? So what if nobody gets to be wrong, really, truly? <laughs> you know, what if that's really the case? And our, if we make it a bigger mission, if we make it about, okay, let's really look at how can we be so present? And again, this is part of our conversation for the summit you and I talked about in silence. But what if we got to be so present that we were not coming at the other from our thoughts, but really truly being present? I call it the Dalai Lama way of being. Just imagine the Dalai Lama. Would he be talking to you from his thoughts, from assumptions? I mean, again, maybe I'm assuming about him, but my experience <laughs> of him is, is that, he, you know, no, he's probably one of the most present people on the planet. So I use him, I use that with all my clients, actually, is be, be the Dalai Lama for a moment and just get out of your own way. If you weren't coming from thoughts and really truly being able to see into the eyes, into the being, into the soul, into the heart of the one you're having a conversation with, we tend to make it an us and them kind of world because of our training, our schooling. And what if we're all on the same side? What if we are all here? There's a book by Neil Donald Walsh called The Sun and the Little Soul, a beautiful children's book, but really explaining how... We are all players for each other on the bigger stage of life. And that everybody, even our nemesis, is there to create more awareness for ourselves. They're here to play a role and willing to play that role because they love us so much. Does that change our perspective? Wow. So, so powerful. Annie, let's spend just a minute from your perspective sharing about the summit and what you did when you pulled together the guest speakers that you have. Tell us a little bit about the lens you were looking through as you pulled together your guests for the summit. Well, thank you for that question. It's actually really selfish. I just chose the people I wanted to learn from. I looked out at all the masterful coaches in the world, starting with all of our MCC coaches. And just, you know, going through their websites and going through the material they offer and just at, because that's how the summit came to be also was that I was ready to renew my credential and looking for CCEUs and I just couldn't find anything that inspired me after being a coach for 22 years. You know, we want a certain level of juiciness, you know, yeah. to, to inspire us to challenge our thinking to yeah. Yeah. And so I was looking for inspiration. And so that first year that Fran Fisher and I put the, the, the summit together, we chose colleagues who we just admired and wanted to learn from. And that's what we did last year. And that's what I did again this year. I have, there's 14 of us this year. So there are 17 CCEUs guys for such an inexpensive price. You're going to be bowled over when you hear about how cheap it is. So I know because I get asked on a regular basis that people are looking for really quality continuing education. And I hope you all know, audience, that I only bring things to you that I really believe in and believe will bring you value. And that's why it was such an honor to meet Annie, to learn about the summits. The vast majority of her speakers have been on this show and you guys have eaten them up with a spoon. So 
You'll have more information. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to the show in real time, the day that it, it releases is the day that tickets open at that early bird price. So there'll be more information about that. But Annie, thank you for coming and bringing this important information to us about how we can be as coaches in the face of conflict, how we can set aside assumption and get into that place of openness and curiosity and acceptance of the flow of human beings and the fact that stuff gets in the way sometimes. And and how can we be adult and coach-like and step into that space? And stop making conflict a problem. That is just an inevitable reality of life. Conflict happens every day. Why did we start making it wrong? It's who we, it's what happens. Life happens, stuff happens, and it's not a wrongness. It's our choice, how we respond to it. So let's step it up and do that. I want to give one more plug about the speakers for the summit, because if you did enjoy this interview, the interviews and the material that were shared by our speakers were all focusing on the core competencies from the ICF at a masterful level. Every single speaker brought their A-game. They were brilliant and generous beyond imagination, and they're all so amazing, and I'm so grateful for every one of them. Well, and I'm grateful for you, so thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, Meg. This has been delightful as always. Thank you. It was a joy to interview Annie, not once, but twice, and to be able to gain so much knowledge and learn from her and her masterful coaching. If you'd like to know more about Annie Gelfin or the Essence of Mastery Summit, visit the resource page at starcoachshow.com. That's also where you can get some slides for Leaning into Conflict and Creating Space for Trust and Intimacy, our topic today. I just want to reiterate that you have the entire three years when you recredential to get those continuing education. You do not have to wait till the end of your three years to get those credits. And I am hard-pressed to be able to recommend the quality of credits that you're going to get from the summit at the price that you can get them at anywhere else. So I would just encourage you to really think about whether this is something you'd like to access just because it's quality and it's low price and I like to connect you with those kinds of things. So access the link at starcoachshow.com on our resource page. If you're enjoying the show, I would so appreciate a rate and review at Apple Podcasts so that more and more coaches can find our show. Next week, we have more juicy content for you, so be sure to come back. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.